Well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. Good morning. It's almost the afternoon. It's Tuesday. It is the, it's September 17th, um, 11.30 a.m. And how you doing? Welcome to After the Gig. It's episode 27. Uh, I'm Jesse. That's all the stuff. Uh, if you are interested, please check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash after the gig. Uh, there's a bunch of um, exclusive content there where you can help support the podcast. And also, if you have any questions or you want to uh, email anything into the show, please email www, uh, not www, that's dumb. Email after the gig pod at g- gmail.com. After the gig pod at gmail.com. And um, yeah, that, I think that's my spiel for today. We'll keep it short. Have a great episode with a um, with my favorite other than other than me with my favorite uh, Boston drummer, Tom Airy. Tom plays for the legendary Boston singer Peter Wolf, who's in the Jay Giles band. I mean, credits go on forever so we won't uh, waste time with that but uh tom is just such a talented drummer he's so prepared all the time when i was when i was uh starting playing my gig with with steven kellogg he really helped me um learn how to learn a lot of songs in a very short period of time taught me like a really great way to um to chart out songs and just be prepared. He was, uh, he was always very helpful with that. And he was a soundboard for me to, uh, I could just, you know, he was just one of those guys you could call or text if, uh, if I needed anything to, to help me out with a gig. Um, and, and he was always so helpful and he's just a great, such a great player. You'll notice that this was recorded a little while ago. So I apologize for that. A lot of the dates at the end that we talk about, for upcoming dates for Tom have already passed. Um, you know, he just opened for the who at Fenway park, which I'm, I've never been more jealous of a, of a gig by anyone in my life. Uh, but that happened and it was incredible. So if you are at that gig in Boston, uh, to go see the who there, um, then you saw Tom, if you caught, um, Peter Wolf in the opening band, you caught, you caught Tom playing drums and I'm sure he sounded incredible as he always does. So, uh, you can also catch Tom at the plow and stars in Cambridge every Tuesday night. Uh, that's a great band featuring Rusty Scott, Johnny trauma. Um, they have a little bit of a rotating cast of characters on either bass or, or guitar or vocals, but that is a really, really great hang. So if you're ever around on a Tuesday night, Go check those guys out um, at the Plow and Stars. They are very, very good. Um, so yeah. Other than that, uh, dates, Carbon Leaf dates coming up. What do we have? What do we have? Um, so I'm I'm excited to be able to talk about upcoming dates. It's been a couple of months since I've been able to do this, but um, next week, starting next week, uh, September 24th, Nashville. Uh, September 25th, St. Louis, September 26th, Woodlands, Texas, 27th, Dallas, Texas, and the 28th, Austin, Texas. That's, uh, the first, 
the first run, first five shows. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, if you're in any of those cities or you want to come out and see a show, uh, go to carbonleaf.com or you can go to jessehumphrey.com. I think it's slash tour, uh, but you can click on click on the link. It's pretty self-explanatory there. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, please, if you have a second, take some time to rate it. If you have extra time, review it and definitely subscribe. Um, the rates and the reviews help out uh, on the on the iTunes charts and all that good stuff. So if you see those little stars, hit hit one of those stars. Hopefully the fifth one. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. And let's get right into it. This is my conversation with the lovely Tom Air. You love her and she loves him. And he loves someone else. You just can't win. So it goes. Till the day you die This thing that call love Gonna make you cry I had the blues Red and the pinks One thing for sure Oh, a uh, particular drummer in uh, in town who I used to go watch play uh, all the time. Just amazing brush technique. And I used to just, you know, I'd always ask him, you know, mm-hmm. I'd always ask, hey, you know, can you can you show me something? And he, he you know, he was always just kind of like, ah, you got to gotta do your own thing with it, you know, figure it out. Um, yeah, I was going to I was going to check him out one night. And so I get there, and it's like the first song, you know. And he's like, "Hey, man, you you want to sit in?" And I was like, "Come on, it's like the first song. I came to watch you play, man. So mm-hmm. you know, so I could steal all your stuff." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, no, come on up and play, you know." So I go up and I play, and he takes off and he goes downstairs. He goes gets dinner, comes back at the end of the set, and I was like, "Man, you left me up there for the whole set." He's like, "Oh yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> Was his name Zach Casher? No. <laughs> No, but because <laughs> he's done that to me before. Has he? Yeah. Wow. I was bartending when I was still at Devlin's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he came in on a Wednesday and he played. And he's like, yeah, just play. You know, I want you to play. So he goes out. He has a cigarette. And then he comes in, orders a beer. Mm-hmm. And then it's like four songs later. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need, I'm supposed to be working right now. But then there was someone else watching the bar. So I'm like, I guess, you know, by the end of it, I had already played the whole second <laughs> set and he's like just shit. True professionalism, right? Yeah. There. That's like that's what he does. Yeah. That's what Zach Casher does. Yep. But what's going on, man? <laughs> are you are you like uh are have you been on the road? What's going um, on with not with Peter of, Wolf? Yeah, yeah. We've been uh And you can get like right up on okay. these too, yeah. Don't be afraid. I am afraid of mics. I'll tell you that later though. <laughs> do it yeah pete, don't worry about that pete has been playing a lot okay lately and uh you know we've been doing some local stuff um we were up in maine at uh our friend carol noonan's place which is uh, amazing it's up in brownfield maine okay. have you been up there you might have been up there uh how far up St- is brownfield? stone mountain art center yeah yeah, yeah 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 i've never played up there it's amazing okay i mean it's i call it the opposite venue because like she's thought of everything she was like a touring musician for a long time and you walk in you're just like oh all your needs are met everything's here Mm -hmm. (laughs) amazing yeah but uh yeah we're doing that and uh 
and then we have we had a couple shows opening for the Who, which was amazing. You guys open for the Who? Yeah, yeah. We we did Philly and uh, just outside of DC. Okay, um, and that was cool. Were these arenas that, or stadiums or? Yeah, uh, yeah. We it was like a, there was an outdoor you know shed. Yeah. In uh, DC, and um, then the Philly show was at where the Phillies play at Citizens Bank Park. Jesus. And that was crazy. <laughs> You know, just kind of surreal, you know. Is that like a, um, when you're playing a spot like that, what's the sound situation like? Are you guys on wedges? Are you on ears? We're all on on wedges. You're all on wedges. Okay. Yep. So it's loud up there. Not, it's really not that bad. You know, I I think uh, all the speakers are so far out in front. Right. That, you know, it's almost like playing... um, it's almost like playing a club, mm-hmm. you know, on the on the stage, and you're just right. you're, just play to that space. Gotcha. You know, instead of trying to play for, yeah, you, know. you can't really hit to the back of the room. Well, no, that's the point. You can't stadium. You can't. It's ridiculous. You do have to. I I don't know. Some people might disagree, but I, I definitely think there's like a subtraction factor. Okay. In playing, you know, a room that size, but just to make things pop. But I, I, to like open up the skin, like open up the drums a little bit. Yeah, like let I think, the mics do all the work. Yep. Yeah, I think I think just you end up taking out a lot of notes. Mm. Interesting. You know, I think I think the ones you know you you play a little bit less to give it more impact, and mm-hmm. you know things get fatter that way. Well, but, when I saw you play at the Garden with uh, um, when you guys opened for Petty, mm-hmm. I could kind of notice like. You know, you have, you're a really smooth player anyway, but the drum the drum sounded so fat, even even fatter than than when um, uh, what's his name, Petty's drummer. Uh, Don't say it. What? Don't say it. Because <laughs> actually, that's who I was. That's who I was thinking of. Steve Ferroni. Yeah, Steve Ferroni. Yeah. yeah. All right, a he's, brain fart. Um, he's uh, I I sat on the because I've been watching him. I remember they played a concert. When he first got the gig with Eric Clapton, there right. was a video that came out of this concert called Nebworth. Okay. And, you know, it was, it was Clapton and friends being like, you know, Dire Straits. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, who else was on that? Like Paul McCartney, Elton John. It was huge. And uh, actually, I think Pink Floyd played that too. But um, I remember watching him. You know, and I was a, just a, just a kid at the time. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. guy is unbelievable!" You know, and I, with my band at the time, my little group, you know, neighborhood kids, we were all playing Cream songs in the basement. Mm-hmm. So they did like "Sunshine for Your Love," you know, "Sunshine for Your Love," and they gave uh, they gave Froney this like long extended drum solo. And yeah. I was like, Oh my god. You yeah. Know? So I've been I watched that video and then for you know I wore it out. Yeah. Just watching that concert, but. uh Man, he's. All, I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't realize how much of a, uh, how much of a, um, what do you call it, uh, like party animal he used to be. Who's that? Steve Ferroni. Oh yeah, yeah. I just listened to a interview uh, not too long ago, and yeah, you know he, he was like out of his mind. Yeah, but not you know not anymore though. <laughs> no, I mean no. that guy's. He's like on. stone sober now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. It, it was funny, you know you. I got to hang out with him a little bit, you know. We did we did a bunch of shows over a couple months with him, and uh, he. It's amazing how much you end up talking about. You know, he's asking about 
you know, you figure you're going to geek out on drum stuff, right? Yeah, but, it's like probably the opposite. Right, right. He's like talking, you know, it was more like talking about, you know, diet, you know, mm. and maybe just because, you know, I'd most likely see him during dinner or something like that. Yeah. But talking about diet and like, you know, what are you doing to work out, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I thought that was, you know, that was interesting. Yeah, he, you know, like those guys I feel like at a certain point it just starts to become less and less about drums and more about just like your longevity and and yep. figuring out how you can continue doing this at the level that you are yep because you know but also hard to retire from being a drummer right there's that aspect but I think it's also you know there's this maturity in his playing in particular particular uh, where he just he makes these grooves the, you know the these grooves that everybody takes for granted mm-hmm. and the way he'll he'll these you know all these tom petty songs i've heard since i was a kid right yeah and you watch him play him live and you're like oh he's swinging that beat like crazy yeah but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like everybody you know guitar parts super straight super straight and he's back there you know he's not he's implying it Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily stating the swing, right? But it's there. Yeah, you know, you can hear it in just one ghost note somewhere that you don't even hear in the room. Yeah, but you're like, oh man, I like. But it implies that's why the that feels so hard. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that that old like rock and roll. All that drum stuff is all like swung, but then yeah. you have the push and pull with the straight guitars and the drums. That's and, it, that's and it. it's even more pronounced back then oh yeah steve jordan does a great have you ever watched that video yeah Yeah. is it like his uh dvd no it's it's some video i I found on like i've scoured the internet for you know videos of steve explaining stuff or Mm -hmm. interviews or whatever and uh yeah he he talked about the rock and the roll you know how you had the shuffle against the straight eights and that's what gave it that that tension yeah 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 but it's Dude, yeah, it's like if you go and listen to Chuck Berry, um, you know, go go out to a club and play Johnny Be Good and play a straight shuffle behind the guitar player. Yeah, you know, he'll look at you like you have three heads. <laughs> you know, it's like no, yeah, but that's that's what it is. <laughs> listen, you know, was that um, <clears throat> was that a new experience for you playing when you did that opening for Petty, or had you done like bigger? Because we've talked a little bit about it before, but I can't remember. Cause, yeah, because I remember when you played. Uh, play in new york at at the garden yeah that was like the first time you'd done it and yeah. i was like oh i just assumed that you had done it before <laughs> <I don't know laughs> no, why. oh man no way that was no that yeah we we did um that was yeah that was with the jay gals band yeah we did we did um a run of shows with bob seeger okay excuse me oh that wasn't that wasn't the the petty tour no that was different okay yeah gotcha but that yeah uh yeah no and Again, you know, you're watching somebody like Don Brewer was playing with, with uh, Seeker, mm-hmm. and watching how he played those rooms, and you know, yeah, the uh, the intent behind every note was intense, right? You know, That's it, it wasn't. It, it was really, uh, you know, and the execution was, you know, flawless. Mm-hmm. It's just everything's just right on the spot mind. on, yep. yeah everything feels great you mm-hmm. know there's so <clears throat> it's awesome yeah it's it was so cool. cool when you uh are you from around here you're from mass right um Tallinn, connecticut you're from connecticut yeah so about 15 miles you know if you're on 84 yeah about 15 miles over the border okay gotcha yeah. when did you come up here uh 
1996 for school yep okay went to berkeley i didn't really i didn't know you went to berkeley i'm not surprised but i didn't know that you went there <laughs> yep really yep okay who's who's some of the people that you went with uh like friends of mine that were, were playing yeah anybody stuff. that anybody would know or like for for all right so when i when all right I, all right <laughs> when i got up there so we're gonna do a whole section of just of just jokes at the end of this good good, good. <laughs> Some bite my tongue. Man. I still think about the, the chick, the chickpea, and the garbanzo bean joke. That's one of my favorites. It's like the best one-liner joke ever. You know, we've we've taken that joke to new heights. Yeah. Anyway, but, so uh, Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berkeley chickpeas. Um, no, uh, I got there. It, I'm I'm not. I, I've heard this story. I've heard other people tell stories like that, but I, I'm not joking. This really happened. You know, I got there and, you know, it's like the first day mm-hmm. and they have all these concerts at the different recital halls, mm-hmm. you know? And so I go, I go into the first recital hall, you know, and I'm, I'm so excited to be there. You know, this, you know, everybody's just talking music and, you know, everybody's from all over the world. It was really exciting. Yeah. And I go into the first room and I see uh, Steve Haas is playing, mm-hmm. you know, Steve? Uh, I don't think I do. Like, just monster player. Okay. You know, absolute monster. And he's playing with a Vincent Bourgeau trio, and he just, like, blows my mind. Okay. You know, I'm sitting there. I've got, you know, my jaws on the floor, you know, and I'm I'm walking out of the room, like, kind of like, wow. You know, that was really inspiring. What, what but am I also, gonna, what like, am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sitting there. You're like... Yeah. This is what everybody sounds like. I had that same experience, man. Like, but you're waiting in line, you're waiting for our orientation, and, yeah. and you're bop, bopping around at different spots, seeing yeah. people play, and you're like, everyone just seems like they already got it. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, already exactly. like, know everything they need to know, and you feel, I felt, this is how I felt. I felt like I did not belong there. Right. <laughs> Like that, right well, off that's, the bat. Well, that was just room one. Yeah. Like then I go into the next room. I go into the next room and Charles Haynes is playing in there, just annihilating the place. Yeah. You know, so I sit in there and I watch that and I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah. this is what everybody's like here. You gotta be kidding me. Right. You know? Next concert I go to, Antonio Sanchez playing drums. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like It's like, come on. Yeah. It's like, please, someone throw me a bone here. Yeah, he's he's just playing like left foot clave stuff and yeah. just that stuff always blew my mind. That it just blows my mind. Like when I uh, I took lessons from Tony Smith, and he his independence is just out of control. Yeah, and he would do stuff. I'm just like, I'm never gonna be able. Like I like I don't even know how to start to get to play like that. Like right. it's just crazy. But I don't know, man. I think that those you know those. You do well. You also probably figured out after a little while that like those three guys that I happen to see like in a row there, yeah, you know, superstars. You know, and the oh, same yeah. time, same time like DeAnthony Parks was yeah. was there, and you know, that would happen to me like throughout my time there. Like I would yeah. be in a harmony class, and then there was a kid that had perfect pitch, and then it just stole the show in every single like was that class. kid you? No. <laughs> No, I figured you I have, did. I have relative. Come on, pitch. you sing like a bird, man. Yeah, I have. I have relative pitch, which yeah. is fine. But like this kid could literally, like the the professor would play a complex chord out on the on the piano in the room, and and then dude who was actually blind would just like spell it out. Wow, like 
the whole court, everything. Yeah, right. And it just, part of it was pretty frustrating because he would do it every single time. Yeah. And like, no one else had a chance to, everyone, you know, nobody had a chance because this dude was just so far ahead of the game. Yeah. And he could, you know, it was just crazy, man. I, I had most of my classes, there were just people in there that just got it. Yep. And I never just or got it. Or already had it. Or already had yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what are you doing here? Yep. You're not, like, you already know. Just teach the class. Right. <laughs> so, it's crazy. I had an interesting time there. Did you Did you enjoy being there? Yeah. Did you graduate? Yes. I have three general education elective courses left. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm I'm right there. <laughs> I, I about have the same thing, too. Yeah. It's like, I never finished either. And after school, I was just traveling a lot the la- my last year. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, um, I tried to go back to finish a couple times. And I kept, you know, getting calls to go play. And, you know, that took priority. Like you, you would know? actually... Unfortunately. Like, sign up. And then oh yeah, you were like going to classes, and you're like, I gotta bail again. You know? Yeah, yeah, not there. Like I was gonna do the classes at uh, you know Roxbury Community. Oh, to you get know? those done. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like you could do them anywhere. You know, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but uh, who were you? Who yeah. did you start playing with? Kind of around your last year at Berkeley, were, well, were you already doing like Drops of Jupiter, uh, Ghosts of Jupiter, Ghosts of Jupiter? Drops no, of, that, that was a train that was later. Um, well, I was playing like in school. I was playing like a lot of jam band mm-hmm. concerts and stuff with Uncle Sammy, and we had and Brian O'Connell. I don't know if you know him. I don't think so. Bass player plays like Chapman Stick and stuff too. Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah O'Connell. Um, I'm so terrible with names. And Bo Sasser. I know Bo Sasser. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Max Delaney. Okay. Who's out in San Francisco right now? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we were. You know, we were just up and down the east coast basically okay you so know? you guys put this all together yourselves and just kept yep kept that doing was it. like the grassroots mm-hmm. you know and it was great it was an it was an amazing experience because we're playing mostly original music and it was um you know we lived in a house together mm-hmm. and we just learning how the gigs go down how the tours go down how you have to plan for stuff how you have to uh you know, dealing with different rooms every single night, different volume levels you have to play at. Yeah. How to play rooms. Yeah. You know. So you were getting all of your like road education. Oh yeah. With, the, with these like, guys. Playing. Right off the bat. Yeah, with those yeah. guys, definitely. Yeah, I I kind of had that same same experience with Love in Stockholm when I was playing with those guys. Just right after Berkeley, we started traveling, and you know, like yep. okay, I guess we're gonna go on tour across the country, and then. You know, see right. see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> Play all these rooms, and it could be it's going to be probably terrible, but we're going to have a great time doing it. You know? Yeah, that's fun. When did you um uh when did you start? I guess I guess Jay Giles and and those guys were much later, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, after you know, I kind of left Uncle Sammy to do um, a band that kind of it was like a newer band that formed um called global funk out of like san francisco out of okay. the Bay area and so uh yeah i got a call from a bass player that i knew from berkeley yeah you know this is like after graduation and uh he was like yeah we're gonna go and do you know 300 shows next year and we're jumping in the van 
like okay oh yeah exactly it's a lot of shows yeah yeah it was you know two days sometimes yeah. yep and you're you know there's no you know the day off that you see on your schedule you're driving from you know dallas yeah. to you know yeah, it's not necessarily <laughs> denver to, to denver or like to right. phoenix or something exactly it's not necessarily a day off we had yeah. one day off on the road the last fall tour we did yeah and um we travel in like uh like between a bus and an rv so it's yeah. it's have you you know it's a sprinter you know you know the bandwagon things it's like they have bunks they have bunks and stuff a kitchenette like a lounge in the front there's a bathroom and stuff but um it broke down on the way from we broke down around like 90 miles east of el paso so it was hot this is our only day off i'm not laughing <laughs> yes you are it's our only day off a wrecker has to come like tow us 90 miles to el paso luckily there's a freightliner dealership there um we like give it to them the thing we can't go anywhere so we had to rent a box truck cross load all the gear into the box truck oh, rent rent like a big suv and then finish our drive to phoenix early the next morning which was like many many miles and, and that's your day off that was our day off yeah so that's murphy's law man. It, yeah dude it's it's crazy and then yeah. we had to like in phoenix we found like one of the only bus rentals to rent a bus and got a driver and then we we did the whole west coast with this rented bus which was actually like a day coach so it had had all the seats in it had stuff. bunks and stuff but oh, okay. it was like two massive couches in the front lounge and then like a couple of you know just single chairs and stuff it was comfortable right. but not the best bus to sleep on yeah you know it's meant sure. for day you know get the hotel room at night exactly yeah. that it wasn't meant for doing what we did in it which was like fucking brutal man sleep in it no days off on the west coast and yeah. bad sleep every night and mm -hmm. just like you know just struggling through the shows every day um but man when did you when did you uh did your parents play drums or did you have like a musical family or oh, anything yeah. growing up yeah definitely definitely okay. you know my dad my dad put himself through college playing in you know, really? back at a time when you could do that so he was know? like out there doing it hustling yeah he used to play stuff. he went to school in um in vermont okay and he used to go play you know he said you'd set up for like a month at a ski club oh yeah and you'd play you know your thursday friday probably two shows on saturday mm -hmm. two shows on sunday and that's your gig and you're back to school yeah they put you up for the weekend feed you you know we got paid well mm -hmm. you know it's coming it's coming back around again yeah right? i don't know about that yeah <laughs> back no we no, keep saying that but but yeah, yeah so you know he he would do that and and my uncle you know played in boston for years okay and uh yeah it was funny i was actually i was on a i i was on a gig with uh bruce bartlett one time and it was like first gig with him you know i was super nervous yeah and, and uh he he was like introducing the band or i think we we're at riles or something he's like He's like, and on drums, Steve Airy on drums. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and I didn't say anything because yeah. I was just like, I'm like, I'm going to ask him afterwards. I'm like, 
did you know Steve? You know? Yeah. My, that's my uncle. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. I used to play with him when I was like 17. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when it all comes back around like that. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty incredible. Exactly. What did your mom do? Um, she was a school teacher. Okay. Actually, both, you know, my, my dad ran an art department in, um, in Connecticut. Okay. So the, the whole school system. And uh, yeah, he did, a, he did, did amazing things with it too. You mm-hmm. know, he built, they built like a, you know, he got all this funding and they built, you know, they had a jewelry shop in there and all these big kilns and stuff for pottery. Oh man. And, you know. That's crazy. He got the kids into a lot of stuff. Like I remember he would do like book binding workshops at our house and hmm. like puppetry and stuff. And, you know, so you guys were always around like some kind of artistic, like, yeah, well, thing. that was it. We always, we had, we had two kits. Cause my, so my grandfather also was a big band drummer mm-hmm. and he was president of the, the Vermont jazz society. So he had the big band up there would back up a lot of the traveling singers that would come through town. Yeah. You know, and he could read like crazy and, okay. you know. And so you developed all that stuff at a pretty early, well, early age. I don't know about developed, but I'm still developing. Well, you had a grasp. <laughs> you have a little bit of a grasp. Yeah. No, I saw, I, you know, I saw, we used to, you know, I remember just playing because my dad, like down in our basement, we had at least two drum sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Then, you know, there's a piano downstairs, there's an organ. Mm-hmm. So my dad and I just jam out on stuff. Yeah. And eventually, you know, in I think fifth grade, you know, we started playing, you know, playing with your friends and stuff like yeah, that. Playing, my playing dad would come in and like chart out little tunes and, you it's know, and be like, here, there's a little bump and grind tune for you. That's you know? awesome. And we go out and play the talent show or whatever at the school. and That's awesome. It was great. Are you like consistently trying to be on the road all the time now or is it something you know i know you have a family yeah and stuff so like yeah. how difficult is that i feel like that's something that not a lot of people know about <laughs> like how hard it is for people with families to be on the road um <clears throat> yeah i i'm definitely not i mean sure i would i would take a long tour yeah if everything was right mm-hmm. and it made sense but, you know, I kind of thank my lucky stars right now because, you know, I've been able to kind of carve out a living working in Boston or, you know, New England, wherever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and with, with Peter, it's, you know, it's not long tours usually. Yeah. It's short, you know, and it's, and the, and the music's, right what i want to be doing so yeah, it's like yeah. it know? seems like it's a fun gig yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's yeah. a blast and and uh yeah so so yeah navigating the family life in there that's um luckily i have an amazing wife who you can keep that part in yeah good <laughs> so do i no she's she's so understanding she's encouraging you know and you know she also keeps me in check you know mm-hmm. and and you know you know how it is where you did 30 nights and you know 30 gigs and 30 nights or more mm-hmm. and you're coming home and it's three o'clock in the morning and it's you know you, you're just you're beat up you know yeah and you know and she's like how was the gig and i was like ah you know it was too loud and we i wasn't listening and that the you know complaining about some right. crap you know and she'll like look up and she'll be like oh did did people clap for you when you left oh they did yeah 
It's like, <laughs> did you get did you get to play music with your friends? Yeah. Oh, you weren't sitting behind a computer staring at Excel file. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Tell me again about how hard it is being you. You know. <laughs> You know, so, you know yeah, she'll she'll keep awesome. me she keeps me like in check that way where it's like you, yeah. you know when it, it, you have to remember constantly like little ball busting doesn't hurt <laughs> oh no and it's great it's yeah. all you know it's all comes from a good place but Dude, i get it i get it too i mean I how many how many disgruntled musicians have you talked to you know maybe maybe one maybe one He's sitting on the Dude, couch. In usually, front of you. usually he's on my side of the microphone right right <laughs> well exactly it's like sure there's plenty to complain about but yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean it's hard. Like, does does she takes a lot of energy? (laughs) Yeah, does she help you like make decisions about like what to do um, as far as like gigs to take or like maybe if you're taking too much? I don't know. Does she help you out with any of those decisions? Yeah, yeah, but and it's never. She's not saying. She's not coming at me and saying, "You need to be home more." Yeah, it's it's more coming from a place of, "Hey, have you?" thought about the time management on this type of thing okay you know you're going to be coming in from here and you want to drive here yeah and then you have to be in this like she's looking at the calendar like what are you thinking yeah you know that's going to be a nightmare it's like yeah you're right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you look at it and you actually think about the reality of it and and it's you know so it's kind of a voice of reason type thing yeah it can be hard like a lot of times i'll get home from from a tour and then i'll take like three or four you know solo acoustic gigs that week that i haven't like really prepared for and that i you know just booked just to get the calendar full and then and then jen will be like what are you doing yeah (laughs) like just take a break i know it's like you look at your calendar and yes i still have an analog calendar but so do i yeah around here somewhere see it works well because it works because it's something about like just visualizing it. Yes. And I'm sorry for how hot it is in here because no, I have to, I have to turn the AC off. I just for came from a little league baseball game in the blaring sun. Oh. So, I'm, <laughs> so this is probably this is like paradise. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, you're coming from the Sahara outside. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there's something like about writing in the dates and being able to cross things out or like erase things. Yep. I don't know. And then I to confirm it, I'll put it into my phone or my my calendar on my computer or something like yeah, that yeah see but. i haven't taken it that far yet yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm more cal- you know what i do you, you want to know how pathetic this is yeah like, as i get my calendar like all screwed because i've got all the kids stuff on there you know mm-hmm. and you know i do i'm really active with them and you mm-hmm. know um you know all the different sports schedules and the you know cub scouts and the you know the lego leagues and the robotics class all yeah, this man. stuff you know so how old are your kids uh, i have no idea yeah it's been a while since I've seen them. <laughs> no, they're yeah, they're uh, eight and ten. Eight and ten. Yeah, awesome. yeah, they're uh, they're amazing. That's they're a good great. spread. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're 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 incredible. But um, you know, with it with the with the calendar, I actually you know, so I'm I can visualize everything on there, and I've got the big wall calendar. Mm-hmm. And then when I go out at night, I take a picture of like three or four months in advance hmm. and so when people ask me like if you're out at the gig and they're like hey can you do november 27th you know i actually you have the picture i pull up the picture of my walk they think i'm pulling up the calendar Dude, you know that's next level yeah right i've never Dude. heard that before in my entire life that's how stubborn i am man that's how stubborn i am imagine doing that before iphones so you yeah. take out like three polaroids of 
of the pictures of the calendar. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm always like, you know, when I'm sitting there, I'm like enlarging the months. You know, they think I'm like flipping through dates. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> and then I send that. a text message to myself to remind me. That's that's incredible. I don't know about that. I think it's uh, childish Dude, and stupid. Hey, but. man, whatever works. <laughs> Have you missed a gig yet? Ah, uh, close. Almost. I never left. Never left anybody for dead. That's good. <laughs> I hope nobody calls me out on that. But yeah, there's been, there's been some close calls. Okay. Yeah. That's but, awesome. I mean, you know how that is, though. It's like you don't. If uh, that's that's a priority. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. I have like double booked yeah. things before, but I it's never it's never something that like I couldn't get out of. Yeah. So say if you know I book if I'm playing acoustic at a bar or something in Boston. Yeah. I can cancel that. Yeah. You know, and find somebody right. else to do it if something else comes up. If, right. if Carbon Leaf books a gig or if I get something with Steven, I'll cancel it and either rebook it on a different day or yep. something. So usually I try to find some stuff that's, that is pretty open, you know. And I play a lot of the same places anyway, so it doesn't matter. But That's a key part, especially, you know, if you get the get a call to go out and a couple you know it's only a month out or something like that yeah something you got to take you have to oh have. yeah yeah i like i like to have that option because yeah. i'm still like i'm still kind of at the beginning of getting more like i have a solid gig and stuff but i'm still kind of working my way into the boston scene and still kind of navigating around some things and trying to get some 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 other dates and meet more people that's a lot of like what this is all about mm -hmm. too and it's how it's it's been awesome it's been like so cool getting to know people and like yeah actually get the inside scoop on a lot of stuff and and yeah. a lot of fans are super interested you know how no matter how like boring some of the days that we have on the road or like how boring you know sitting in the same you know like you're going to the plow and stars not to say that that's boring that's a fun and cool hang and it's a cool gig but like you go there it's the same people it's the same whatever yep people don't get it and it's funny to it's it's funny um to look at the other look at it from the other side of the coin you know you know gigs like the like the plow and stuff like that and you you probably know this doing your regular stuff it, it's it a you're gonna keep in shape yeah you know you're gonna keep yeah. your gig chops up you know that's a big thing you and get to try some new stuff out like exactly do you get the chance to practice a ton when you're at home i go through i go through like these weird pockets where and i'm, I'm coming off one right now where i was i was just so slammed from like march through the very end of june mm. and it was and I, you know, I get to these points where I'm not going to go down and practice if I don't feel like playing at all. Right. It's just not going to happen. I'm the same way. You know? And, and what am I going to do? Like, maybe some days, like, I, I force myself to sit down and, like, been like, okay, you you got to get your hands going. They felt terrible last night. Yeah. You know, let's, let's work on some, you know. But I don't think I'm going to, like, learn or digest uh, a lot of new stuff. Mm -hmm. you know when i'm also like i've got to learn 30 tunes for this gig and i've got to chart out these 15 tunes for the other night and you know yeah it's like that that sometimes takes priority and then right. like last winter i went through this phase where i was practicing every day yeah you know 
it was like every morning I was just getting up, going downstairs. After Felt I good. Got the kids to school, come home. You know, I would do like an hour of hands. I'd hit the gym, come home, sit and, you know, work on brushes and stuff at, you know, or whatever it was, whatever, you know, conceptual thing that mm-hmm. won't come out on a gig for five years, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like some, but, uh, yeah, I, but I, I don't, you know, as much as I love the idea of like, all right, I'm going to put in my four hours every single day or two hours every day. Yeah. Sometimes I get I get an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and I I'm fried. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to help me at all. Practicing yeah. when you're not mentally in it. Yeah, know? and if you're not like actively working on something that you know you need to work on, like even if you're yeah. working on something for like twenty or thirty minutes, that's even better than just fucking around for an hour exactly that's my whole point yeah you know and i've got so much stuff going on with the house and the kids and stuff it's like you know i'm, I'm gonna use my time yeah. wisely you must you not know? have to at this point chart out a whole hell of a lot of stuff because you probably know every song there is <laughs> no, that's if you saw the rows of notebooks of just Dude, I and I, I have to do it because it, it was like I can't, I don't have that type of memory where like I, yeah. I've got friends of mine that won't play a song for six months, and it's got some stuff in it, you mm-hmm. know, and they're just they'll just nail it. I and, feel like I should post a picture of like one of your charts just because when I was working on the Kellogg gig, yep. and you brought in your book to Devlin's and showed oh, yeah, me how you right. were doing your charts. I like because I never had to learn that many songs in such a short period of time before. I was like Tom. I need your help. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You need to show me the way because I'm right. freaking out, man. Right. Um, right. I remember that. Dude, like how specific you get with, with the grooves and the fills and stuff like that. Yep. It's bringing out the tempos, the feels. Yeah. It's sure. pretty impressive. So you can, yeah. you can just put the piece of paper in front of you without hearing anything and just right. play or, the tune. Yeah. Or, you know, at least, you know, if you do the, if you do it once and then you get a call down the road six or eight months later like if you're just filling in for somebody right you know and oh excuse me um you get a call six months down the road you've already a you've already played the song you know how that is like you have to once you do it on stage a few times like it's gonna get in yeah yeah you know but uh to, to be able to look at the chart and just like make like little mental notes you know before you even start the song you got the tempo right and um that you know what that does it relaxes me yeah and there's no i can actually i th- I think i can play better just knowing it's there because i'm i'm not gonna blow the bridge like i know where it is yeah. you know what i mean yeah You're but prepared. at the same time like these the songs change over time like if you fill in for a drummer you know and then you get the same call six months later and mm-hmm. maybe they've been playing that song on the road for six months it's probably changed it's developed so you got to try and get a live recording of live recording recent, or yeah. go on youtube and find right. like one of the Do latest all the time one of the latest shows yeah i was lucky because yeah. i uh i'm going out with kellogg next week um by the time this airs it, it would probably have already happened but um i hadn't i haven't played with him in like over a year and they've been out with another a couple of other drummers because i've yeah. had the regular gig so like i actually got to see them we were on one of the same bills one night we did mountain stage together so oh, i when, got uh, 
West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to see, I got to hear them play and hear all the different stuff that they put in to these songs that I already played like a million times. I I got lucky and I took mental notes. Yeah. So when we went into rehearsal, I already knew all the changes and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But I'm more of like, I'll still write stuff out just to get, you know, where things are. Like if there's any weird, like bars of two for singer songwriter stuff, like which happens all the time. Yeah. Um, I'll write it out, but I just have to like, repetition i just have to listen over and over again and put but yeah. sometimes it's t- too time consuming but I don't know, that's just how i have to do it the the other thing is writing the lyrics and you know yeah like on a lot of those like that's weird move. bars that if you're if you're charting it out like drummer style you know it's like it looks like a mess but actually right. if you just write the words and the phrase yeah it makes perfect sense it makes perfect you know? sense right yeah that's a good point i, I i'll do that too i uh, without even thinking about it i'll write like the last couple lyrics of the phrase yep that brings you into whatever the next section right. is or whatever it is so. or if there's like a, a hole like a fermata somewhere like a hold and mm-hmm. like bring you in with a lyric you're like write the lyric in yeah you know, so you know what that is you know yeah what where's the downbeat right <laughs> yeah what are but, some of your favorite spots to like play around here um atwoods the plow um lizard lounge you know how often do you, pretty, do you have, is, is the plow like your only, uh, how many like regular week gigs do you have? I just have that now. It's just the plow. Yep. Yeah. I had, um, you know, it's changed. It's, it, there was one point where it was like six weekly gigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, things change and, you know, it's also, you got to play the game of, you know, are you going to take a regular gig on a Thursday night knowing you're going to sub out 70% of them? Right. You know? Right not really fair yeah exactly you know let somebody else who's gonna be there do it right you know right totally because the whole point of the regular <clears throat> gig is to work up repertoire mm-hmm. learn how to play together you know probably go in and do a recording mm-hmm. right yep so yeah it's like you're kind of denying that you know thing you're looking for out of everybody committing to do something every week you know right exactly and then you're always like the odd one out and yeah you know. yeah um i I haven't played Atwoods in so long. I like Atwoods. Atwoods yeah, is one just of those there, cool spots. What Saturday? Oh no, Friday. Friday night. Friday. Yep. Is that like? Is that Tim Guerin? It, it Tim's doing like through the summer. He's doing I think like spotty Fridays, like two maybe okay. two a month. Um, you know, it's funny. He, I always hear his name around town, and and I know that he's had some regular stuff, and he's like, kind of in that Q Division crew with, yep. um, with Ed and and all those guys. Uh, but I've never seen him perform. Oh, you have to. Never. You have to. Really? He's great, man. Who's in his regular band? He's great. Um, it is, let's see. So, um, Andy plays dead. Okay. On yeah, drums. Yeah. And then either Lou Ulrich or Dave Westner. Um, Sean Staples. Uh, who else is in that? Uh, Russell Chernovsky. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see i mean it's it's been a little bit of a rotate like you know it may differ from night to night you know there's a yeah like i I sub for andy a lot okay when he's not going to be there which isn't too often but yeah every once in a while i get a call from tim like hey what what are you doing next friday (laughs) what are you doing yeah so 
and you know Tim comes over and plays a lot with us at the plow too because you know oh, over, does he? yeah because over over the plow we kind of do you know we do a quartet yeah and then we do we always have like a featured guest every week you mm-hmm. know? so we've been some of the the I know Ryan is your feature tonight I yeah. got to get him and Sonia in here oh they're great yeah they're fantastic I've I've been very lucky to be able to play with them a lot actually over the last year yeah and it's been man they're just so talented oh man and they're they're sweethearts too yeah. so um who else who else have you you had uh over there we have uh i've um, seen jesse d yep perform jesse with you d. guys neff 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 i've i've seen him yep. he, uh i think i've actually sat in with with him there too yeah um he's awesome man he's great yeah, he's great. Lays the place out, you know. Yeah, man. It, there's there's just something about those guys that just have so much charisma, and they can just grab the audience by the balls and yeah. just like, I'm yeah. taking over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we you know a lot of nights in there, you get both of them singing a tune together. You know, yeah, and it's like they're just wailing. Yeah, totally different styles too, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they they still have that command, you know. Yeah, the X factor thing. But you know, um, who else we have? Um, you know, Duke Levine will come play guitar, yeah. Kevin Barry, Jeff Lockhart, Lyle Brewer. Um, oh, dude, Lyle. Yeah. He was just there last week. One of my favorites, man. Yep. He's had, he's put up so many like good videos lately of just him doing his thing. And yeah. he, um, he actually recorded on, he recorded some, some guitar on, uh, the last Dan Mills record that i did the singer songwriter that I put. actually no was it the last one or i think it was the one before that actually which was more like country sounding he did some like crazy chicken picking like yeah. dude is out of his mind man so yeah. good i miss not seeing him or he used to come into devlin's all the time and like play when wednesdays when and wendy wednesdays when andy was around yep. and, and dave brophy and you and you guys used to used to play in there. Those were fun. Those were fun days. That was a great time. It was a great time. Is it? No it's more still happening though. Not at all. Up until just recently. Oh yeah. No. That gig was going on for like nine years. I know, man. That was like. And then a new GM came in uh, and was like, you know, I don't think this is working. Yeah. You know, just kind of gave Chris the old heave ho, oh, and then Chris sucks. was doing brunches on sundays yeah and he was like nah i'm just gonna not do those anymore you guys can figure it out so it's a bummer when stuff like goes down like that oh man but i saw i remember when they they kind of canned everything over at matt murphy's you know that was oh yeah that was like our you know our hang for such a long time yeah you know and it was so weird it was there yeah you know in brookline Mm -hmm. it was it was strange dude i that was like the the first year I moved to Boston. I went. Wow. I lived. I lived in Washington Square, you and I walked went, there. And I walked there. Oh. And I went for like <laughs> two two or three weeks, maybe a month, and yeah. then that was the end of it. Oh no! I came in right at the tail end. Yeah. So I probably like saw some of you guys there. Oh yeah. Didn't know any of you. Yeah. And then you know, years later, now I found out like that was all like it was your hang such a good, it was <laughs> yeah. such a great hang it was great that's awesome I met so many people there and you st- i still play with a lot of them you know mm-hmm. it's, but yeah it kind of spread out after that close down because you you could you know there were weeks i'd end up playing 
you know, I'd get called to, you know, fill in on the Sunday. It's like, okay. And, you know, and then get a call to fill in on Monday. So you're there. Okay. Two nights in a row. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then like Tuesday, I'd be switching off with, uh, Jeff Scott. We used to switch off with the B three Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be playing Tuesday and then Wednesday was trivia night. And mm-hmm. then Thursday, Andy had the, the jam with a uh, Grayson farmer and, you know, Pete Barr was playing drums and he, you know, some days he, you know, he'd be out of town. So someday you play there four or five nights a week. Yeah. All original, all different stuff. You know, it's so it hard. Was to it find, was a lot of fun. It's so hard to find a spot like that. Yeah. Well, no, nobody lets you, lets you loose either. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they've got a lot of these, a lot of the managers of the club, they've got a, you know, something they think is going to work or they do give it a try mm-hmm. and they give it like a month. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't, Numbers I don't, I don't get it. I went to your regular gig on Tuesday and it was totally slammed. Yeah. And it's like, well, we've been doing that for nine years. It's like it takes and, a long time. And you got to stick with it. And it was the same thing with Matt Murphy's that place. Like there's some nights I, I would, I'd be playing like an early gig down in Providence at a regular Tuesday down there. Where, where in Providence? Uh, we actually just came from there. We were looking at houses. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, Taza. 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 Taza Cafe. Yeah. When, how long ago was this? Uh, probably 10 years ago. Okay. Cause I played there about. Was it that long ago? Maybe not that. I played there probably close to eight, maybe 10 years ago. So it was. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there. But yeah, that was like, I remember that gig was early. It was, you know, seven to, you know, 10 o'clock and then you could gun it up mm-hmm. to Boston and, you know, make it for the 11 make o'clock Make it for the 11 session. o'clock gig. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd show up there sometimes and this is like a original jazz music night and you walk, you know, you park your car and you can already see, you're like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so packed, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Um, but I wish, I wish more, pla- more places would stick with you through that. Yeah. You know, that period that you need to kind of get everything going. I recently just played, um, three squares. Yeah. Right down the street. Yep. I feel like they're trying it out and they're a little early on and and having music and stuff there and they're constantly like turn it down a little yeah it's that's kind of like a restaurant gig you know yeah you gotta treat it like that right i can imagine playing in there with the beat three kings is hard to keep it down yeah i mean it's great because i get to work on brushes and stuff but oh are you playing like brushes pretty much a whole time yeah well you know i think i kind of start there and then Especially, you work your way up. Yeah, yeah but okay. you know, it's still like keeping it really, really light. Right. You know? yeah. But you get to work on different things and mm-hmm. get different sounds out of the drum. You know? Yep. Well, uh, are you still playing the Wahlberg and Ajays? Oh yeah, yeah. I have this vintage kit. Um, if you, you you'll see it if you come tonight. That Black Pearl one. Have you ever seen that? I one? think I played on that one. Yeah, before. you might have played yeah. that. That's right. Is that a eighteen inch kick or twenty inch? It's kick? a 20. twenty. It just looks small. Yeah, I, I swear the finish. Does yeah. something to the yeah because <laughs> I I can usually pick out a drum you know and yeah it does it looks smaller yeah but uh yeah that kit germ so a lot of the a lot of the times before uh, before uh, Jeremy was really you know getting a lot of those kits in mm-hmm. um I was always taking 
my I would take an old WFL kit that was my grandfather's that I refinished when I was in high school with my mm-hmm. dad. I'd take out the bass drum because I love the mahogany. Yeah, you know, and I had calfskins on it, and so it's like pushing air. You know, really yeah. great soft sound. And then I would take out these Gretsch, these round badge Gretsch red sparkle toms that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And so I'd use those. And Jeremy's sitting there, and he's like, "You're not going to believe what just came in. I've got this. It's the only way you can explain. You, you can explain it is it's a WFL kick and snare, mm-hmm. and then." W and A toms, which were the, but they were the vintage round badge W and A's. Yeah. So they were essentially Gretsch, you know, round badge shells with right. Gretsch hardware, which W and A made with a W and A badge on them. Oh man. You know, like that's the cool thing. All those that's those vintage. Awesome. Yeah. And it was. I went over to his. He called me, and I went over to his house, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's pack this up. This is." <laughs> uh, this is and, and it's weird because it, it looks. Here's my credit card. The only thing we we could come up with is that the guy had a WFL kick and snare, mm-hmm. and, but wanted a Gretsch tom sound, mm-hmm. and brought it to WNA to make him matching toms matching and wrap toms. it in the black pearl because the the fade, like you know, like all the the pearl finishes from that era they turn that yellow from all the smoky clubs yeah so yeah the they f- turn that yellow that yellowish hue yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like the fade on the pearl is exactly the same so they've been together since probably the early 50s oh man so yeah. that's awesome are you like a gear guy like yeah i'm i i tell everybody i'm a snare drum away from a divorce so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love that that's good how many you got Enough, yeah. Enough. L- a yeah. lot of one-trick ponies, but okay. Yeah, you know, I think I think my favorite ones were the uh, the WNA that Black Beauty one that Rob Campa made. Yep. Oh my God, love that! And uh, that that's the one I just bring to every gig. Gig regardless. Is that the hammered one or the? No, I have one of those too. Okay, <laughs> that's the one I use for every almost every gig. I have yeah. the hammered like eight, uh, seven and a half by fourteen. Yep. Yeah. Man, that drum sounds so good. Yep. Every single time I bring it anywhere, I someone always says something about it. Always. Yeah. It's so it's not, great. I, I've had so many people try and buy that drum. Like so many engineers that'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm like, sure, just talk to Jeremy. Yeah. You know, he's, but uh, I wanted to get a, like a walnut snare from, from him. There, there was one that was like, pretty standard size like five by 14 or something is it brown yeah dark brown i used that on a tour oh did you yeah okay it was it was on unreal really such a great drum yeah like nice like warm kind of yeah and i kind of had it up higher than i think it really wanted to be okay but it was it still did did what it needed to do did the work yeah that's awesome yeah that that walnut drum was gorgeous okay yeah yeah i should have just gotten it I did borrow, I borrowed, I think it was like a maple, like another seven and a half by 14 or something like that for a session. Yeah. <clears throat> and they all, they all just sound great. Yeah. They all sound great. <laughs> and yeah. they're, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that like those, the brass, you've got the hammered brass, right? Yep. Yeah. So that, that drum, I've got the hammered one that I have is I've got triple flange hoops on it. And mm-hmm. then the, I've got single flange on the, um. On the Black Beauty-ish one, yeah, that, I, that I'm going to be playing tonight, and the difference is night and day. Really? I, and then I tried putting die cast on it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's 
Okay. It's complete change in the drum. Do you prefer the triple flange? Oops. Prefer the single. Actually, you prefer the single. Yeah, I kinda. have the single on mine. Yep. And I was thinking about putting triple flange on them, just to change it up, dumb it down a little yes, bit. Yeah, just to soften it up a little bit. But right. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll try it out sometime. But it's doing it's doing the job right now. I don't change out that much stuff very often. Yeah. So I hear you. You know. I I think you know. I also think. You know, when I was I was younger, everything had a deader. Th- I wanted a more controlled sound. It was the same. I've just gone on the opposite direction. Yeah, you know? every time I hear you play, it's like, you know, you're playing so off off the tom, you know, and you're oh, everything sounds so open and big right. and great. And, you know, it, you get a lot like the tone you get out of your drums is incredible. Well, that I gotta tell you, that, you, you're my favorite Boston drummer by far. How many times has he said it, guys? How many times? This might be the first. He time. said it to every person walked in this room. <laughs> someone's going to cut together a uh, Jesse says yeah. this You're is his my- favorite. <laughs> Fucking pandering asshole. Yeah. <laughs> great. Sorry. Just being honest with you, Tom. Come yeah. on, man. Well, that that sound no, you're, you're talking about, you sound great. Well, I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, I love listening to you play too, man. I, I didn't when I heard because I remember when I met you at. At Devlin's, I was like, you're like, yeah, I played play drums. And then you started talking shop, and I'm like, oh, he, yeah, he plays. Mm-hmm. And then you sat in. I was like, oh, no, these total musical, you know, mm. yeah, everything was there. You know, the dynamics, the feel, you weren't. Yeah, because were, I said, can we not play jazz, please? What's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, we're going to play what I want to play. Yeah. Well, um, a vocaler come over and like hand you a chart and be like, okay, it's A, A, B, C, yeah. D, A, A, B. Watch me for the, you know. Yeah. I'd be like, Andy, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. Here's a, so there's a coda here that you go to after every solo, every other time. Yeah. You know. It's like, okay. But, <laughs> right. That was probably, man, you know how, I don't know if you were ever like this, but I was always afraid to sit in like and jam. I hate it. I don't, yeah. I never liked it. Yeah. I enjoy it when it's like people I know and, and yeah. that know me. And, sure. Um, but I always felt so like anxious. Like, like I don't want to do this. Like, what if I'm the idiot? Especially that, if it's something they're kind of, you know. They already know and they, yeah. can, they can kind of throw you yep. a bunch of curveballs. And that's why I try it. Like, if people come into the plow mm-hmm. and, you know, the guys are calling a tune that, is a little bit odd or maybe you could easily hear the hear the downbeat in a different spot yeah i like sit on the side and like give them a layup man like yeah, count totally. them up you know if there's some like somebody like johnny can start a guitar you know a, a rhythm part mm-hmm. for a tune and his time's so good that you can hear yeah the downbeat if you don't know the tune right you can hear the downbeat in like yeah. eight different places yeah <laughs> you know? it's like dude he so john I will say that's something that I've that I've noticed about Johnny, like yeah, Johnny Trauma. He he's like his time is right on there. Such a great player, great tone, yeah, fun to watch. Yeah, you know, he's just one of those. He's one of those dudes. Yeah, yeah, he's a great, great dude. Yeah, good guy to have in a band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Johnny and I've known each other for a long time. Since I got up here, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Have you guys been like, did you start playing together pretty much immediately or no, not till was, later? I knew him just, I was going to Harper's Ferry on Sundays and the rocket band used to play mm-hmm. with, uh, do you know Randy, um, Randy Wooten? I do. Yeah. Yep. Randy was playing drums and um, Dan Rocket. Okay. 
and who we actually just did a show with. Yeah, um, haven't heard that name in a while. But. Yeah. Yep. So I knew him, you know, all the way back then, and then uh, yeah, we just started playing a million different things. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But do you ever do any like band leader stuff, or is it mostly all side side man, or just you know? Yeah, it's mostly. It's tough to say. You can't really say side man for anything like that because you're like you know you're a dude in those well, bands. So. Yeah, but. <clears throat> I mean that's kind of kind of my my little pipe dream. I've got a couple of things that I really want to. Um, I I think, and you probably know this too. Where in, you know, especially a lot of re- recording situations, mm-hmm. um, you're there to make that person's vision come, you know, to fruition, yeah. whatever that is, and also be malleable to you know try different things and all that but, right but the the big thing is like getting that vision across mm-hmm. and so i don't know about you i find myself playing um a lot of things you know things i definitely would not do or things yeah. that i don't hear or that's not my first impression of this i would have done it like this but this is whether it's through demoitis or whatever it is right. it's like that's how it's going to be um so it's I, I find I find myself, you know, it, even with the sounds too of the drums, you know, the sa- how, what kind of sounds that they're hearing, and it's like, so, you know, I'd really recently I just just finished up doing some recording with Vapors and Morphine. Okay, and uh, you know, it's like I went in with those guys in a Dave Westner spot, and they just kind of were like, yeah, just there was almost nothing talked about and it's like oh i've got the song it goes like this check it out mm-hmm. and it was it was like well what are you hearing on this like well just play what you're gonna play and I was yeah just it, you know it was so it was such a nice change and it yeah. was like they were totally you know a lot of people say they want you to you know be natural and do do what you do do right, your thing right. or whatever right. you think as then, long as your thing's exactly what's on that yeah. demo because <laughs> then you play it and then and then you right. get the uh well, I was kind of like, let's. What about this? Like, let's try, and then it's right. the ball ball game over, you know. Um, right. So you you want to get into some producing and stuff? It sounds like yeah. I just kind of I've got a handful of tunes, and it's also you know I also know who I want to sing them. Mm-hmm. I know who I want to play on the tracks. Yep. I you know, and it's just I even know you know who I want to record certain things. You know. Yeah. You know, you know somebody like Al Evans out in uh, oh yeah, out in Western Mass. Yeah, we've gone out a couple times to do do a couple tunes with him, mm-hmm. and obviously, like the way that that guy records drums and the the sounds that he gets, it's it's great for me because I think we're we're in the same idea of things where it's like no let's record with tons of tone and tons of sound and nothing's getting you know deadened and mm-hmm. minimal mics you know right. kick snare yeah. overheads maybe toms that old school like yeah like stacks yeah. high records yeah. you know yeah and he's totally on board with everything and even the symbol tra- I'm looking at his symbol collection I'm like oh my gosh we have it's like my I'm like I don't know why I brought my bag in here you know yeah <laughs> it's like you got it all yeah. yeah 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 that's awesome but uh he seems like a cool guy. I like I like his playing. Oh man, monster! And, you know, just all the soul life stuff, and which yep. is great. And I, I 
was actually listening to a bunch of Soul Live the other day. Yeah. Because uh, they had their Bowl Live concert uh, right. at the Brooklyn Bowl not too long ago. I think it was like last weekend or yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, and man, they're, they're so good. I just remember seeing them New Year's Eve, like when I was at Berkeley at Paradise. Oh, wow. Such a a fun show man they I came bet. out and like they were wearing suits oh yeah black ties just absolutely crushing yeah neil just you know on the on the organ and the clav it's just like absolutely annihilating the room just yep. such a cool cool band man i used to see them and i think i still have a poster of their wednesday night residency at the old house blues oh really yeah oh in, in cambridge yep yeah yeah, that must have been insane. It was. Yeah, it was great, and they were really like digging in on the, uh, you know, like the that Grant Green and mm-hmm. you know Live at the Lighthouse style kind of or Alive or, uh, you know, some of the Lonnie Smith albums. It was like that vibe. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It was. It was great. That's awesome. Well, I hope you get to do some of that production on your own stuff, man. That'd be, yeah, we'll see. You know, it's. I'd, I'd for buy me, that it's record. Time. Yeah, it's time Find and the time, time and finances and making it making it work. But right. most of it, most of it's the time. Yeah. Do any of your kids have any uh, musical musical ability poking through? Uh, yeah. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know I'm not go down and wail on the kid a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I had like the stick sutured into my son's hands at a pretty early age. Of course. So. Yeah. You know, never the dot doctor a few bucks. Never stood a chance. Yeah. No, he's, he, it's funny because he, he was going down for a little while. I think, you know, he crossed this threshold where there was always the kit set up and, you know, I'd go down and fool around and see if, you know, anybody's coming down and listening. And, right. You know, and so he sat down and started playing. He started, we started getting some, you know, decent grooves going. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, you know, you should, put on this uh put on this record and play along to it you know Mm -hmm. and it was just like mind blown you know it's like oh like these beats will kind of work for all these songs that i like you know yeah (laughs) it's like i can do this yeah and and then he started figuring out like you know about tempos and Mm -hmm. you know yeah it was cool i remember that first feeling when you're like start to play to records and stuff and you're just like yeah this is awesome yeah <laughs> like right. this is what i'm gonna do now right yeah that's badass well yeah. what are some of the things you have coming up anything you want to like uh, so people can go see you on tuesdays and yeah tuesdays the, the plow um what else is coming up here um you know we've got got a bunch of shows with peter wolf coming up at the end um starting at the end of august i think we're doing we're doing a couple nights out in Truro. Um, and then, then we go and we have two more dates with the who cool on this. It was at the first week of September. Who's playing drums for the who right now? Uh, Zach Starkey. He's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Someone's baby was crying outside. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should look and see the, make sure the baby's not by itself. It's I mean, fine. come on, man. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Zach Star, oh man, that's awesome! I saw him yeah. play with Oasis, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, that was that was a great show. Yeah, he sounded he sounded he sounded great with him. He's really I saw him on TV with the Who. Okay, and like to really like you know cop that feel and that sound and he uh, yeah he was great. You cool know? guy. 
You know what? I've met him for about 20 seconds and it yeah. was it, it was a riot though because he was uh you know everything moving around we're so all in different fast. parts yeah, yeah everything so yeah i was i was kind of doing open heart surgery on a backline kit so i missed nice. out on a bunch of you know the hang but uh mm-hmm. uh yeah i met him for about 20 seconds and it was so funny because he was like he was messing with his in-ears and he you know, he he came over. He said like a couple of nice things, and I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to say, hey man, you know, I'm looking forward to checking it out. This is gonna be great, and you know, and he just looks, he's looking up at me. He's like, I can't fucking hear you. <laughs> and I was like, he's looking at him. He's just like yelling. He's like, these things. You know, he was having problems with him. I think they were like feeding back and sending these. Oh, there was shit. something that was messed up. It's like, it. hey Zach. Yeah, I'm like, nice, all right. Whoop. Nice to see you. Yeah. Say hi to your dad for me. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. fan. Um, cool, man. Well, yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about? What else? I don't know if there's anything that we oh forgot. Missed. Vapors and morphine shows at Atwoods. Okay, yeah. When's that? Those are uh, let's see, August. I want to say August 9th, Friday. August ninth, Friday. Friday. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I will tell you. I think, I think it sounds. It sounds like it's it probably Friday-ish. Friday. It sounds Friday, like ninth. You think Friday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, dude. Dude, let's go to the plow. Let's go to the plow. We're going. So there it is. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Again, I apologize about those uh, those dates that have already passed for Tom and uh, and his gigs. But you can always go see Tom on a Tuesday night at the Plow and Stars. I highly, highly, highly recommend it if you want to see a bunch of really great musicians doing their thing. Um Go check them out on a Tuesday night in Cambridge at the Plow. Uh, yeah, tour starts in in about a week, a little more than a week, and I'm very excited about it. So if you have uh, any questions, we're gonna do s- stuff a little bit different the next couple weeks while while we're out on the road. Um, so I hope you tune in for that, and I will see you out there and uh, talk to you next week. Peace.